This City Wire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies, from healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution. Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. Scottish Mortgage is considered the flagship trust of Edinburgh-based investment managers Bailey Gifford and is the UK's largest investment trust. As with any investment, please note capital is at risk. To find out more, please visit scottishmortgageit.com. Hello, my name is Sean Schaefer and welcome to The Wealth Show from CityWire. In this episode, I spoke with CityWire AAA-rated Alex Politeschke, manager of the Aegon Strategic Bond Fund. The fixed income manager spoke about finding opportunities in the asset class after a pretty miserable first quarter. Well, Alex, thanks for joining me. How do you as a fund manager build an all-weather fixed income portfolio? Um, hi, it's a pleasure. Um, what, what we try to do is not uh, tilt the portfolio uh, on all possible sides in the same direction. So essentially, we try to find the cheapest asset to express a view while taking the other position in the other assets uh, in case we are wrong with that view. So uh, giving an example, in case of uh, inflation, uh, we, we can um, express that view many ways in our unconstrained portfolio. We can express it outright, short rates or with curve positioning um, or inflation-protected securities, or we can uh, instead be long um, a risky asset that's uh, usually benefiting from inflation, such as high yield. Um, so depending on the environment, so it's our job to determine which of those assets is the cheapest way to express that. And then we use the rest of the assets um, to put the opposite position almost so that we, if we are wrong, then we actually are still fare quite a bit okay. Well, obviously, under volatile market conditions at the moment, where are you seeing opportunities? Well, it's been a very um, dynamic year, like you said, year to date. So the opportunities have changed a lot. Um, just looking, for example, in the government bond side, uh, in the beginning of the year, we still had a very uh, aggressive flattening position in the US in the 530s, uh, which we thought was a very big opportunity for us. And then um, probably 10 days ago, that curve um, have moved a long way in our favor, they actually inverted. And it was a negative for the first time, I think, in 16 years. So we saw that as a very decent opportunity to take the opposite position. So actually, we're right now having a steepening position. Um, and the beauty of it is that we don't have to guess uh, which part of it uh, will drive it, whether it will be the long end selling off for the front end rallying more. Um, Again, going back to the same premise in case we're wrong. But, um, so we just have the position on. In either of our two base case scenarios, um, this in the medium term should be uh, something that will be beneficial for the portfolio. Where else have you made changes in your portfolio? We have started very light credit risk, um, um, especially in the high yield in January and uh, almost um, around the mid-single digit to, to, to closer to, to zero. And uh, in the course of the past several weeks, we have substantially increased risk there as well, as the uh, market has moved on to price a fair bit of recession risk in many places in risky assets. So um, we think medium term, that's uh, the, those are good levels uh, for, our, for our clients. And uh, now we're paid um, OLC quote quite a bit more to take that amount of risk versus, say, three, four months ago. Is high yield really the only place to make money in fixed income at the moment? Oh, there is uh, many places in fixed income to, uh, to make money. If you look, relatively speaking, we actually think that investment grade is cheaper historically versus high yield. 
And um, if we um, are actually going to a full blow recession, investment grade will probably do a little bit better than high yield, uh, both in terms of fundamentally uh, soundness as well as um, the, the overall valuation. So we are not negative investment grades. Uh, in Europe, uh, we've reached spread levels of close to 160 earlier in the year, which historically are recessionary levels. Uh, then we have used that opportunity to address there as well. We've rallied a fair bit. So we think uh, we are in, a, we'll be stuck in a, in a little bit of a range here. Um, it could be drifting wider, but um, we do believe that this is an active market that should be uh, taken opportunity of both on the long and the short side. So your fund has dipped in performance a bit recently, much like other strategic bond um, competitors. Perhaps you could go into what's caused that specifically. I mean, if I, if I look at the performance here to date, it's uh, very much first and second quartile. So on a total return, it is negative, but it's not an absolute return fund. So it's not promising to have a positive return every single year. So relatively speaking, we've actually done better. We're fairly happy with it. Um, so obviously what's caused the negative total return is that every single asset class has delivered negative returns. If we look in the main asset classes that we can invest in being government bonds, investment grade credit, high yield credit, and emerging markets, uh, we have done actually better than every single index uh, um, that, that you can pick. So better than investment grade index, better than high yield index, and better than government bonds. So um, relatively speaking, we're actually um, not unhappy with, uh, with how the fund has fared so far. So interest rate hikes are normally the, the enemy of the bond investor. What are your views on the outlook for central bank policy? I mean, look, central banks are, um, uh, everyone knows, are in a bit of a pickle. They, they need to fight uh, what looks like an aggressive inflation on one hand. And on the other, they need to um, balance out that out with some um, full employment and economic activity. Lately, they have been leaning more in the camp of we will do whatever it takes to fight inflation. And if that comes at the expense of growth, um, so be it. So that's the main um, uh, tough situation for them. They need to balance that out somehow. Market obviously um, was caught a bit off guard by especially um, the U.S. Federal Reserve's very quick switch of tact to that respect. So moved a long way to pricing very aggressive hiking cycle. Whether that actually comes to fruition is remains to be seen. But now we're in a situation where a fair bit has already been priced um, in the uh, government bond market. So now you have risks both in the upside as well as in, in the downside in terms of um, government bond yields. And how does that inform your decisions on duration? I mean, we use a um, uh, um, two-by-two model, so it's a quadro model to, to determine our um, asset allocations. One of, uh, one of those uh, factors is valuation. So valuations have become very attractive uh, on a, a historical basis, uh, at least in the past five, six years. So we take that as a signal into account, obviously. Um, the other th things, in, uh, sentiment and fundamental and positioning, are also very important. So we definitely have moved uh, interest rate. This could be higher since the beginning of the year, having sort of so much. Whether we stop here in terms of selling off in government bond markets, yet to be seen. We don't have the crystal ball. Um, what we will continue to do is try to balance out our evolving position in government bonds alongside that in the risky assets. Now, you're going to be very biased on this next question, but where do you think fixed income has a place in a portfolio? I mean, to the, to the extent that uh, at the beginning of the year, everyone was hating fixed income and we had the worst uh, start in terms of the first, worst first quarter in, in many, many years, maybe decades. Um, I think many people should be now 
at least starting to consider fixed income in general in a broader mixed uh, balanced portfolio as a counter to uh, in their equity allocation or risky asset allocation. Within that, again, not calling the peak, but if there is one place to be invested in fixed income, that certainly is flexible, unconstrained bond funds, which can very quickly navigate and manage all your um, main risks when it comes to fixed income investing, which are rising rates or increasing credit risk or falling rates, vice versa. So I think there, there will always be a place for fixed income in, in people's portfolios. The case for it has increased materially versus January 1st. If you're still not convinced, do um, make sure that uh, you're allocating money to a portfolio that has enough flexibility to, uh, to navigate very fast, rapidly changing environments such as we have seen for the past three and a half months. This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies, from healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution. Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk.